I have a secret. Don't laugh. I don't like that. I hate right. that. Well, that makes sense. Taste. Oh, fuck, dude. I can tell how wet you are. Fucking, you're hustling. Please don't steal my stuff. See things, see your psychic. What you, what, are you fucking, are you walking in here with fucking wet cancer parts on your head? I was just gonna say, I think it's not south, but uh, in the middle center thing. <laughs> So you might only stings as a family called vacations. Literally, <laughs> white people is crazy. That's exactly. There's no other thought that could be going through her head but that. Fifty something. Sure. White woman who definitely is allowed to get a job. That's how I gave up fast food. I ate Taco Bell two nights in a row. That's really good audio. You realize it's that was hysterical. People love heavy calls in the mics. Have a good day, whore. I literally give the, the, the bus driver like twenty dollars. I'm like, here's twenty dollars for my white heels. Anyway, break it down. No, I'm honestly curious. Break that down. That makes sense. Not dance. Explain. <laughs> <laughs>
lyrically, they're good too. Like their songs are just fucking well written and well thought out and relatable. And yeah, yeah, they're like they strike a lot of. Uh, they hit on a lot of different levels for me. Yeah, I don't think they ever really like got the attention that they they deserved. Yeah, I mean they you know they were part of. Uh, we haven't even re- referenced the or like named the band that we're talking about. Yeah, either. no, we did. Did we? Yeah, we said Strung Out. Oh, well, Strung Out. I did. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, Shows how much I listen to podcasts. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Fucking <laughs> while you're on it. <laughs> <laughs> I have the headphones on. I mean, like. Shows how much I pay attention <laughs> to the conversation I'm having. Thanks. This is what we're in store for. Um, no, yeah. I mean, like, they were, I feel like they were kind of, like, big in my circle, but I don't know if they were, like, really big comparatively. They, uh, like, I, don't I mean, think, they're still around. I don't think they were as big as, like, like no effects or like uh Oh no, not by a long shot. No. But I think like they were religion. like they were like that standout band that uh I don't know. They like every scene has like one band that's better than all of the other ones, but somehow is like less notable. And they were you know, like they were to like the late nineties punk scene what like Soundgarden was to like the Seattle scene. Like clearly yeah. Undeniably the best fucking band, but for some reason everybody Talent-wise. else who was not as good was somehow more popular. I can see that. But uh yeah. So ninety nine episodes, man. You yeah, that's a lot of fucking a lot of time. You know, most of them How many do you think you slept through? Like <laughs> like if you stacked up all of your sleeping time back to back to back, right? If we just did like a, way a highlight le- way show. less of them, way less of them than I think <laughs> it seems like. If you ever do a clip show, it should just be of you falling asleep all the fucking time. Uh, you know, I feel like we should actually do like a retrospective. <laughs> Maybe like episode 101 will be like a retrospective where we actually go through like all of the shows. <laughs> Dude, there were some like if you go back every once in a while, I'll like I'll just like you know, be driving because I spent a lot of time in the car. So I'll be driving and uh, not really know what I want to throw on. So I'll just like, you know, kind of like almost like, you know, close my eyes and throw a dart and whatever episode it lands on. I'll just like turn on this show and I'll just flick through and like press an old one and hit play and just listen to like the shit that was talked about, like at whatever point in time it was. We've actually been doing this show for like, years at this point yeah i mean shit actually i went i was telling somebody about the short my boat episode the boat episode right yeah short trip on a cheap boat. short trip on a cheap boat i remember most of the episode names I, I was telling somebody about the episode and i'm like you know what this is already like this whole story has been told like expertly i have to like i have to defer to this so just go listen to this episode of this podcast yeah and- i have to defer to this internet stream uh this internet podcast here and um and then I realized that I, I found myself like uh, I guess I was like I was like kind of like messing around with this girl at the time, and I exposed myself like my my uh, my connection to the show. I guess I don't know like not like I was trying to keep it secret or anything, but like I feel like I've I've uh, I've let out quite a bit of my personal shit onto this onto this podcast and right. opened it up to like a whole potential yeah, treasure, treasure trove of like. Yeah, who I am, my backstory. This, this podcast has documented like the disintegration of my marriage over the course of like. So our first episode came out on April third. I'm looking at it now, April third, twenty sixteen. Oh, Jesus! So it's 
Yeah. I think I was on like early summer that year. That's yeah, this April on. will be four years of this show. <laughs> which is insane. Like this whole thing was like this whole thing started as a joke. Like, you know, oh, we should fucking do a podcast. Our conversations are ridiculous and hilarious. And like the person who started the podcast with me was actually never on a single episode. <laughs> like the person who came up with like the idea of doing it with me, yeah, has been on zero shows. Who's that? Uh, Megan. I don't know if you know oh, her. Not sure. Um. So then I started with Kevin. I'm looking at it now. I started it with Kevin. The second episode I fell asleep on. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't really fucking take you long to which was set the tone. Stefan. So. I started with Kevin. The second episode was me and Stefan. I don't remember. I think the third one was like me, Kevin, and Stefan. And then Ken debuted on episode four. I think I came in around 10-ish or so. Um. So then episode six was my spirit animal as a hermit crab. I know Ken was on that one. Seven, eight, nine... Nine is one of my favorites. It's I Have a Secret, Don't Laugh, and it's about Kevin's ex-girlfriend and how she thought she was psychic. <laughs> um, you, you may have debuted on episode 10. I think that's what it was. I which think. is an endless cycle of shit and cum. <laughs> that sounds like something I was telling. Except I know for a fact you were on episode 11. It was 11. Jordan Catalano and my so-called podcast. <laughs> okay, I do remember that one. Um, Man, Jesus Christ. You were definitely on episode 12, which was Back from the Dead. I don't think you were on 14. I don't think you were on... Maybe you were on 16? Once I, I know there was a uh, point dude, where... Dude, this is like... There's... Like, just as I scroll through these, there was so many, so much crazy fucking shit. Hundreds of hours of fucking inane chatter. Yeah, fucking episode 19, May 4th, 2017, was the one and only episode that Cleo was on. Wait, so it took it took 13 months to get <clears throat> how many episodes? 19? Yeah. So then we, oh, I remember at one point, uh, like well, 2007. We lost like 15 episodes. But like summer 2017, right? I think summer 2017 or 18, we started plowing through like two a night at some yes. like I don't, two every Friday, I should say. Yeah, yeah, we, could, we did some. Catching and then up for we a while. switched recording software, so we went from we went from GarageBand to um, Ardor, and Ardor crashed and took all the songs with it on my old computer. So when that computer crashed, we lost like 15 episodes in one shot. So realistically, this is. Actually closer to like episode somewhere between 109 and 114. I remember at the time being really upset that um, we had lost all those episodes because those were, I think I was on a lot of them. And I, I looked back at like the catalog at that time and like only like a, a small few of the ones I was actually on, but like all the ones that I had done all the work on just got like wiped away. And I remember like getting like frustrated. Yeah, you were on that. a bunch of those. <laughs> yeah. So then... I don't know I don't know what some of these were. So I think episode twenty you were definitely on, which is Rufy's on Saved by the Bell. You were on that. <laughs> um 
21, I know Kevin wasn't on because the title of the episode is Ken making fun of Kevin. Um, Man, I, I so much hope that we can get a good portion of the crew together for 100. I feel good about it. Yeah. I don't know what 22 is about. 23, I don't know. It's about purple states and purple people. You were on that one. (laughs) Episode 24, My Neighbor is a Liar, is about Ken's uh, next-door neighbor. JC debuted on episode 25, which was Ketchup and Rice, which is... I've heard heard about that. Maybe... I've heard about this one. Easily, like, in my top three favorite episodes. And then... Episode 26 was a short trip on a cheap boat. That's my personal favorite. And then episode 27 was, will the real episode 36 please stand up? That's when we lost everything, Because that's when we lost all of those extra episodes. looking back, I'm super relieved that we did not lose the cheap boat, though, because that's easily my favorite one. I would have been crushed if that that had gotten lost. 30 and 31 are both you. Um... Yeah, man, there's on December 23rd, 2017, which is uh, two years and one day to this very moment. Yeah, we did the after dinner men's holiday all star spectacular parts one and two. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I was here for that. Was I here for that? I can't remember. Yeah, then we have you were definitely on 42 and 43, which are animatronic funerals and. A chainsaw at a high school dance. <clears throat> Episode 44 is when we began our very, very strange but ever pervasive theme of prostitution, <laughs> massage parlor prostitution, and human trafficking in, a t- in an episode <laughs> entitled To Human Traffic a Male Masseuse. Um, <laughs> Do you remember which episode? Um- there was an episode I brought some some special brownies into the podcast, and uh, a couple of the guests had like passed out on the show because of they just like fell asleep during the during the show. Do you recall this? I think I'll be able to know which one that was. It fifty seven is Society Peaked with Oasis. You were on there. Um, let's see, sixty two is when your now former roommate was on the show. Okay, a, t- a show called Now We're All Cousins. Um, because everybody was touching a book that may have had people's fluids in them. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the only one he was on, I think, right? Yeah. He was on like two. Was you were definitely one? on 66 because it's the premise of Cheers. Um, let's see. <coughs> you were on 73, which is titled Jay is Absolutely Insane. Yeah. Uh... Da, 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 da. 77 cat people to the left um man these are there is so much fucking dude we have put out a lot of content on episode 90 you test drove a bidet i've actually i've spent more than like 30 minutes on this podcast Explicitly talking about my troubles wiping my asshole. <laughs> like, <laughs> I followed. I literally followed up one week. I went and like did some 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 fucking research and followed up and came back with uh, yeah. yeah. I had to interview my dad on some questions about how he taught me how to wipe my ass. That was a good one. Yeah, there's uh, there's some good stuff in here, dude. There's two episodes ago. I don't know what the fuck it was about. It's called Cat Noises and Rest Stops. Isn't that when you like? 
No, I think the last one you just straight fell asleep for like that was ninety six, which is cauliflowers and pimentos. I think you fell asleep for a lot of that one. Yeah. Episode ninety five is called "The Ballad of the Shoulder Pads," and I do not remember what that was about, even though it was like four weeks ago. Um, I do not know if you listened to the last episode. I know you don't usually listen to these. I mean, I could uh, I could lie to you, but. Oh man, would it be worth it? I really need to. What was the last one? Uh, the last one, episode ninety-eight, is called "Susanna Come Home." Okay. And I would recommend listening to it on your train ride home. Okay. Because it is about a very good friend of both of ours, and their god awful taste in music. Okay. Okay. And uh, and Ken and I start making fun of the musical stylings and um we just kind of start riffing imaginary songs in this genre of music yeah into life like creed style yeah like that yeah yeah basically that style um so you probably already know like who i'm thinking <laughs> yeah of. i think so um and it has a very surprise ending, which a surprise is, ending. is wonderful. It's a wonderful. Ending. It is a master class in being a complete piece of shit. I'll, <laughs> like, uh, I'll, you like know that's what? what it is. I'll cue it up for my train ride tomorrow morning. So you had a topic now that we've done, you know, the, the life in review of after dinner mints, which I really, I really do think it would be a fascinating episode to like, have everyone in a room and go back and play clips of old shows and just re-comment on old content. I think that would be interesting to do a retrospective. I think it would. T- I mean, like, there's a there's a few that I'd like to re to revisit. I guess yeah. I don't know. But um, getting into actual content, you had a like, Caribbean Queen or something. <laughs> the the Caribbean shitty... Queen. It's, like, it's kind of close to that. Now we're sharing the same dream. No, I um. So this is actually I don't even know how to start with this. And our hearts now beat as once. <laughs> so has nothing to do with it. the fuck I'm getting ready to talk about. No more love on the run. <laughs> I fell down a rabbit hole today. Like I went down a, I straight went down a rabbit hole on the internet, and I don't do that very often because, like, I don't use social media. I don't, uh, I don't like, I don't like go on to things that would have like clickbait. Like I just don't like that. I very yeah, it's not what you do. do. I, yeah, yeah, it's not what I do. Like if I go on the internet, I have like a purpose. So I had no purpose for today on the internet for like a good like half hour, and sure. I I um I stumbled across this article, and I started reading about this girl, this like the Swedish uh the Swedish like are you familiar with the maker community, the maker like maker bots and like yeah this actually can't maker bots well like they make like no, robots. I've never heard of that they make like um, they make like no but the idea of the maker community actually came up a couple episodes ago oh I didn't know that yeah so yeah like so this she's like a part of the maker community I would say and she um. I discovered I stumbled across this girl's this woman's YouTube right, and I just fucking fell in love with her today. Like, head over heels, fell in love with this girl. Like, all she does is make shitty robots, like robots that perform fucking terribly what they're supposed to do to like the point of hilarity, right? Like, it's like I mean, she puts all this effort into to this these projects, and like it's really simple like tasks that she sets out to solve, like brushing her teeth, right? Right. So like she built this elaborate fucking headset with there's like a baseball helmet, like the batter's helmet. And it had like it had uh, many arms and like like all different kinds of fucking like levers and cranks and all kinds of shit coming out. And the only thing it did was like move a toothbrush that was stationed above like where her forehead sits down onto her teeth and like violently shake it back and forth, right? Right. 
she like she created an alarm clock that was a fucking hand slapping her in the face, right? But like during the video, oh, do I know who you're talking about? Do you? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen this. What's, I'm trying to think of her. I, I fell in love with her, but I don't know her fucking name. She's like, I think she's literally the self-described like queen of shitty robots or something. Right. So like I, so I, I came across her YouTube channel, which I, I don't ever fucking use the service at all. And like for the first time in in like a decade, I'm watching like YouTube videos, right? And I would just like I went down a rabbit hole, man, because she's like, she just fucking like tugged at my heartstrings with her love of shitty robots and like yeah. her ability to create them. I mean, yeah. she like so much so that she got a, a gig on like a on um, Stephen Colbert's show, like the Late Show or something. Okay. And she came on and like she just put these fucking terrible like terrible robots out there. There's like a vegetable chopping robot that looks like a fucking murdering thing. It just like like these blades that just like fly into the air. Anyway, uh, really super sexy. And then I lost another fucking half hour jerking off thinking about her probably. So um, the whole story just involves about me losing time on the internet today. Yeah, no, I could, uh, I could, re- I, I, I do know who you mean because I remember specifically the I, alarm clock. I think her name is Simone something. I don't know. But like, so yeah, her like during the alarm clock, the ro- the robot, his arm is like swinging like a, cl- a counterclockwise motion. Yeah, it's motion. like mounted to the wall, right? Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's mounted it, like, to the wall. And, and the it actually has, it's like mounted to like an actual alarm clock where you yeah. have to press the button to get it to stop. And the fucking thing like and catches her hair. To, yeah. It like catches her hair and starts winding up her fucking head into the thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, what, uh, I don't know what the point of this was. Maybe I should maybe I should watch more YouTube, I guess. I could I could definitely appreciate um I don't know. It's it's a it's a thing that crosses my mind, you know, now that I'm uh not in a relationship for essentially what's like the first time in my entire life. Yeah. Is something that crosses my mind. I can now appreciate like, love. <laughs> well, no, it's like, like, you know, outside of being a 10, like the other characteristic oh, oh. that really matters to me is like, you have to be fucking hilarious. Like, yeah, what she is. You have to be fucking a, intelligent. You have shit. to be fucking, yeah, hilarious and intelligent. Like you have to be smart enough to have a conversation with me, which is like outside of the people on this podcast, uh, few and far between. And sometimes, sometimes you're far between on the podcast, <laughs> um, fucking, you know, and you have to be fucking funny as shit. Yeah. Like that's, that's the, that's the criteria for holding my interest, like on any level. Like you have to be able to fucking, like you need like, like mean, mean, intelligent humor. Sharp wit, you mean? Sharp wit, but also, like, maybe more than sharp wit, like, intelligent humor with, like, a touch of, like, a tinge of, uh, a t- what's the word I'm looking for? Um, evil? Not evil, but, like, a tinge of, like, uh, like a mean streak. Like, humor with a mean streak. Like, I really yeah. fucking appreciate that. Like, not necessarily dark humor, like morbid humor. Like laughing at handicapped people humor. Um, <laughs> Like laughing at... laughing. Well, also, like, laughing at, like, you know, like, I don't get... Like, I don't care if I'm the person being ripped to shreds if it's hilarious. Mm. You know, like, I can just... I, I really appreciate mean humor. I, know, think- I grew up on Opie and Anthony, so, like... Yeah. So like mean humor is like what, what makes me fucking tick. There's definitely no other time like when you're single to think about the things that you really want in a relationship. Yeah, 
like when you're in a relationship, it's really gets kind of like difficult or cloudy sometimes to like really think about the core concepts of what it is you want from somebody. But I don't know. I had a good few years to think about that shit. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, I had no time to think about that shit. I was like legitimately. And well, that's not true. There was like a good two year period before. I got married that I wasn't in a relationship at all. So that was, uh, those were my wild oats time, I guess. But, um, does it, is it, I feel like I'm doing myself and some other ladies a disservice by saying that, like, looking back on some of the relationships I've had, I don't know how the fuck I've lasted as long as I did in them because these girls are like dull as fucking like bricks, like moss on a brick, man. Like, I like no wit. Like there are at least one or two of the ones I'm thinking of. I just don't understand what the fuck I was doing at the time. Like looking back on my relationships, I get I get uh, angry at myself. Yeah, I don't know. I so I had a conversation recently with um with someone t- about the same subject matter. Like, and and they were trying to make the case that like every relationship that I pursued. I was happy in in every relationship that I've been the person who's pursued. I wasn't. And I was like, that's not true. Like I, I like, I, I was like, Oh, that's fucking weird. And then like, then I was thinking about it after the fact, I was like, that's just, but that's not true at all. Like I'm one for one in like, like I've, I've been in a shit ton of relationships. I've probably pursued two of those people like actively. And I'm one for one on the people that I pursued. Like one was great. One was Garbage. What do you mean when you say pursued? Like put the effort into the courtship and not been the pursuee. Like cooked her dinner and shit like that? Not no, not necessarily that, but like been the person who is actively working towards creating a relationship with the other person. Hmm. Okay. You know, in in the majority of them, it's like I've been pursued or I've been the person who was made aware that someone else was interested first. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I usually like sit back and let relationships happen for the most part, which is uh, a bad practice, <laughs> I feel like. I mean, it's fine like when you're young, you know, but now you're now you're getting old and your dick's yeah. going to stop working soon. It's fucking... <laughs> you got to like change it up a little bit or you just know, start taking dick pills. I don't think I... If my dick fell off, I wouldn't give a fuck. Like, I just don't care. I just sit there and mash up my fucking genitals. Just, just (laughs) don't fucking care. Like, if if I lost all sexual drive, I feel like it would be a blessing. Really? Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, I I wouldn't. My fucking sexual drive. I wouldn't like be depressed about it all. I'd be like, well, that's one more thing that I don't have to fucking worry about. It's just a fucking burden. Just one more thing that I don't have to worry about. And, you know, like, it exists, so I have to worry about it. But if it didn't, I'd be all right. Like, I don't fucking care. Because here's the reality is, like, I'm blowing off hoes left and right, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, not 100% true. Maybe, like, 95%. Whatever makes you feel good, man. Accurate. But, like, I... What the fuck was I going to say? Like... <coughs> I don't have a ton of time where I'm not with my kid to pursue hmm. a relationship. So the fact that I'm a disgusting piece of shit who's sleeping around a lot 
is really centered on the fact that, you know, I feel, okay, it's not totally centered on it. There's like a whole, you know, exterior overarching thing. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship because I don't want to introduce someone else into my kid's life who fucking, you know, might not be there in the short or long term for that matter. Like, yeah. I don't want somebody to pop up and three weeks later you're like, what happened to that person? You're like, oh, I don't really know. And you, then you have to like try to explain that or <clears throat> maybe even worse, have somebody like come into the picture who like six years down the road fucking disappears. And then you have to explain that like once they've become a relatively permanent fixture in your kid's life. So, you know, I don't want to have a 12-year-old who, like, wonders where the fuck you're, you know, an, an adult fucking so, so what are you permanent saying? figure in their life goes away. Are you, like, never going to enter into another serious relationship then? I think so. a man whore? I think so. Um, or until she's, like, Well, so here's old. here's where I'm actually going with it is, is, like, in the amount of time that I'm actually allotted to pursue a relationship, it actually becomes ineffectual. To, per, to pursue a relationship, like, it's easier just to, like, take care of, like, the physical needs than it is to, like, pursue a connection with somebody. Now, when you say take care of the physical needs, you mean pay the woman at the corner to come and, like, no, take care of you, that's right? not what I mean. No. Okay. Um, it's easier just to hook up with somebody than to fucking pursue a relationship. You know, in the amount of time that I'm willing to dedicate to pursuing a relationship. And then here's the other side of it. Like, in that free time, um, because I have a ton, I, I have I have an inordinate amount of time that I can take care of things that are not like work. Like, I have an inordinate amount of personal time, but it's not free time because I usually have my kid, which is fine. I, mm. I prefer to. I would rather have my kid than not have my kid. But... In terms of priority, I'd rather be with my kid than not be with my kid. And if I'm not with my kid, I'd rather be with my friends than working on a fucking relationship with somebody. Like, I just don't care. Like, I get more fucking emotional gratification out of, like, hanging out with, like, you or Ken or Kevin or Matt than I fucking do with, like, hanging out with some... Floozy. Hanging, a out, good word, right? hanging out with some fucking, you know, essentially like flesh sock. That's like catch, catch some fucking, catch some fucking baby juice and fucking hit the bricks anyway. So like, I just don't, I don't care. And like when it comes down to it, like I don't even really want to do that. Like I'd rather just fucking see my friends because it's like, it's more fucking gratifying. How would you... Get relieve your stress. Like, what's the number one way without sex that you would go towards like relieving just day to day stress? General stress. Yeah, well, like sexual tension, stress, whatever. The same same thing, right? What do you mean? How would I relieve it? So, how like, does anybody relieve it? I mean, like, you're just gonna sit and just jerk off the rest of your life? Yeah, I'm not sure. I care to like re- to to like ejaculate. Is what we're saying, right? No, 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 no. no. I'm I'm not sure I care about fucking being in a relationship with anyone at all right now. Yeah, so I'm just saying. Like, like I maybe that'll change in the future. Okay. But like it's not a foreseeable outcome to me where I want to be involved with someone else and deal with another human being. Have I told you about this device called the fleshlight? You have. 
You've uh, uh, you've espoused it ad nauseum. I'm actually trying to get them to sponsor us. No, that would they, be uh, else. they 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 sponsored Rogan's podcast. Look at them now. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I don't I don't foresee a future where I become interested in pursuing a relationship with anybody, mm. and I kind of wish I could because I feel like it's missing. But I feel like it's missing in a weird way because I don't care enough to pursue it. it does that make any sense? No, it does. I mean, I was I was there. I was in the same mindset. I, I was in a not the same mindset, but I I was in a similar mindset at the time because of uh, some different circumstances. Like a couple a year or two ago, maybe I didn't want to pursue the relationship at all, and I didn't see the benefits. And I loved. I had a flashlight, man. Like I was I was good to go. Right. Um, I don't know. And then I think it, the thing that like I did like at some point it was just like the, I guess it was just the connection or like the human interaction or something like some different level of something I was missing for a little while. So I don't know. Now I fucking got myself into some crazy shit, but whatever it is, what it is. Yeah. I mean, I just like, I can't imagine it's, it's all right. So it's fucking weird because when I was younger, I really had a hard time with uh, the concept of, like, hooking up, right? Like, I really did. I was just like, if you're not in it for an emotional connection, then I don't see the point of, like, sleeping with somebody. And I was, like, really, like, grossed out by people who did that. And then I went through a phase where I did that, you know, before I got into the relationship that eventually led me to marriage. Like, what ages are we talking about? Like, what ages were you when you were grossed out by... Uh, the idea of like fucking casual sex, thirteen to twenty six. Okay, so like twenty six to like twenty eight. Um, how old was I when I? How old was I? When I was no, 26? no, I'm like I'm actually no, how old was I when I was twenty six? So let me no, realistically, like I could put a timestamp on this. Like my kids, six, so thirty. To, I don't know, to like 29. And even like during the time I was doing it, I was grossed out with myself because of it. And I was just like, it was utilitarian. Like I would hook up with people because, uh, you know, out of like, out of like utilitarian need, like I need to fucking get off. So yeah, you're available. I'll hook up with you. And I was like disgusted with myself for doing that. And, um, then I got into a relationship that eventually became a marriage. And now I actually just can't imagine wanting to or feeling like the capability of making an emotional connection with another person in that way. Yeah. Like I just can't. I get it. It's just like how do you like how do you how do you do that again? Like and now I'm like, why did I do that in the first place? I should have just like like, I just kind of wish I was asexual. I feel like that would be easier. Interesting. I feel like life would be fucking easier. What if you were like a like a eunuch? Yeah, I feel like life would be easier. Yeah. I feel like I could make a fucking... I feel like it would be easier to make a fucking emotional connection with another fucking eunuch <laughs> than it would to fucking... Than to ever be in a place where I'm willing to tolerate an ounce of someone's fucking bullshit ever again. I just, I, 
I can't imagine it. I can't imagine putting up with anyone's fucking shit. I like at all, like in any fucking capacity. I cannot fuck like it's not worth it. Yeah, it's it's not. And and maybe I would feel totally different about that if I didn't have a kid. But like, it is not worth it at all to put up with someone's bullshit at all to me. <laughs> Like, at all. Like, I, I don't care what it is. Like, you know, you fucking, you like ketchup, and I don't fuck you. Like, don't be in my life. I don't fucking care. Oh, you want mayonnaise on your sandwich? That's fucking gross. I don't need you. I don't need to know you exist. Don't date you. No, I'm not going to sleep with you. You like mayo? I'm not. Go away. I don't want to fucking know you're a person. <laughs> like... I can I I feel like I'm at a point where like I'm actually completely content being that hypercritical and just mm. being like I I don't care. Like stop existing. I don't care. Interesting. I don't know. I've I've never like I've never been like a a man whore myself, I should say. Like I've never been one to like have tons of promiscuous sex or whatever. But I have always found a way to like find these women that are like absolutely fucking sex crave like animals man like it's it's feast or famine for me purely right it's nothing in between like there's no right. other in right. between i don't know and i'm now enjoying like uh i'm now feasting so I, I like this will set me up for the next three years of my life where i'm not having sex again but right now i mean like i'm all about it I'm enjoying the hell out of it yeah i also like i hate the landscape of what dating has turned into you don't fucking meet people anymore. Like, it's all fucking apps and fucking... Yeah. Like, I just... I don't like it. The last time I met somebody from an app, she told me to do womankind, all womankind a favor and uh, stop dating them. Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> fucking bitch. I just, dude, I can't... I don't like that landscape. And I've done it, and I did the app thing, and, like, I finished with it as quickly as I fucking started because it's like, one, it's incredibly superficial. And two, it's like incredibly transparent. And it's like just all these people with the same fucking profile and the same stupid pictures saying the same stupid things. And it's like you just see right through them and because people are so fucking predictable and everybody's the same. And it's like, I don't know, man. Like there's like. You know, there's the picture of, like, the girl who's, like, working the angles. Like, you know, every picture is a close-up, and obviously she's, like, grossly overweight. There's one of her at a baseball game. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's the baseball game. <laughs> there's the girl who's drinking a flight of beers, and then in the next picture she's wearing a baseball hat, and she thinks she's cute, but she just looks stupid. Yeah. Fucking there's the girl who's standing in front of the painted wings on the wall, and she's trying to look innocent, but you know she's really a whore. That's a good one, too. Like, that's... It's the same fucking three people. And then, like, the shit that they said in there, like, they say on their profiles is, like, like, there should be a book of Tinder translations so that you can just, you know, just be like, okay, if you're starting out here, this is what you need to know. Like, not here for a hookup means you're definitely here for a hookup. (laughs) Like... If you're if you're looking to hook up, you know, swipe the other way. What that means is I'm just here to fuck and I'm just going to judge you for the fact that you're here to fuck based on the fact that I'm here to fuck. And it gives me an excuse to reject you first if I don't like you. Like, that's all that is. 
What about those girls that are like, every one of their photos is them with two of their friends because in every one of the photos, there's obviously one that's like less attractive. It's always the least attractive person. Yeah. But the less attractive, really chunky girl is the only constant throughout all the photos. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put pictures of my hot friends because I'm going to like... I like I kind of feel bad for that girl. Give though. you like the I don't give it's what what would you call that like a thirty percent catfish, like bait and switch. Like they they always have know. pictures with like two hot girls, she's and it's fishing. like it's like the thirty three percent catfish. They're hoping that you fucking if she's not catfish and she's fishing for something. Man, they're hoping that you swipe right on them and you don't go to the second picture. What's the move after that though? Because obviously you got to see them in you real life. You show up right? and you're like, you, I guess it's like, well, oh, I put on a few pounds. I'm here now, so I might as well bang you. Like, is that what they're hoping happens? It's not what's gonna happen. I'm you just say show up talking like Cookie Monster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's here's the fucking. I'm not on here often. Follow my Snapchat. Oh yeah, follow my Instagram. Yeah, I masturbate on camera for money. That's what that fucking means. My, like my favorite one is are the girls that sell feet photos. Like <laughs> oh Venmo me twenty bucks for feet photos. Yeah. Now how about no? Let's bang. I'll look at my or own fucking feet. Fucking. <laughs> I don't. I do. I don't. I don't get that at all. I don't, I mean there was okay so when I was like when I was single and desperate like there was a time when I would like opened up my Tinder to like 20 to like 36 year olds right because I was 36 at the time right 35 year olds yeah man those younger girls like I they just they have a diff, they live in a different fucking world than no, we do man they live in a different world they live in a different world any girl who's like I'm a Christian they're a slut <laughs> it's that's a fucking non-negotiable. I I have this story that kind of relates to uh, younger younger girls, but not so much. Okay. So I went. Uh, I was went on a date with this girl that I'm seeing now, whatever. And um, we, uh, my old roommate had anyway. He like he gave us some mushrooms, so we're eating some mushrooms. Okay. <laughs> we're eating some mushrooms, and we go to this. <coughs> excuse me. We uh we had tickets to a concert like down the street from my house that night. And the I usually I don't I don't go to concerts unless I like love the band like I really want to see the band you know, but I I for some reason I like I heard one or two of this guy's songs and I was like that's really interesting interesting right so I I'm like I like I wanted to flesh out my like I was already going to see like five concerts that week or that month I wanted to go to like one more so I bought tickets to the show so we went to see this this guy Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers right okay which is uh I guess spoken word. Poetry is what it is classified as, but what it actually is when you show up live to like see his performances. Well, on the on I'm sorry, on the record, it is like overproduced, and like he he has like some interesting things to say here and there, right? Um, when you show up, it's like it's like an epileptic seizure, or <laughs> uh, like. Uh, did some crack and then fucking got drunk and like fell over on the stage or something and like banged into all the drums and the instruments on the way down. And this guy like comes out and starts screaming over top of it, right? So this is like, this is the show he went to. Right before this happens though, this uh, this person like Lizzo or something, this some song fucking came on and I had to like ask, I asked somebody what it was because I was really, I was really scared. Right. <laughs> so the mushrooms just start kicking in, right? And I've never been to this place, the Fillmore, but they have really trippy like, like a like three D and like a dark light colored black light colored like paintings all over the wall, 
And so this song comes on, and we're like surrounded by a sea of youngins, right? Like the girl I'm dating is a couple years younger than me. She's like in her early 30s. But these are all kids who are in their early 20s, like a gener- de- definitely a decade. Right, there's this, a right? generational gap. There's a generational gap for sure. So there's a moment like just as the mushrooms start kicking in, I look up and like this Lizzo song is playing or apparently or whatever. And I, I didn't know who she was until just recently, actually. But like the chorus is something about her like running her mouth. And in a video, she makes this hand motion where she's like making a puppet, like a sock puppet, like talking with her hand, right? Right. So the whole fucking audience at one in unison goes up and like puts their hand in the air, one hand in the air and starts like mimicking the sock puppet movement, right? And they're repeating the chorus, but it's like all these like young teenage girls, right? right. Like with these like high pitched fucking not not flesh fleshed out voices and their fucking little hands in the air. And I looked around and it was an army of them and they all knew exactly what was going on. Like they knew exactly what was going on and they're doing it in unison, dude. I flipped out and I felt so fucking old and scared. And then this guy, Hobo Johnson, comes out and he has fucking a blown out afro. He's a white guy, right? He's a white, like young, he's like 22 year old kid or something. He's a white guy with fucking like, if crisscross wore, stylized a a uniform, made a clothing uniform today, you know, crisscross, backwards pants, it would be this. It would be what this fucking guy was wearing, right? And he just starts like screaming, screaming into the microphone. This is now getting away from the story, but this is my whole fucking, this is the day I discovered I was an old person. He's screaming into the microphone and these people come out on their instruments, air quotes, and they just start fucking like smashing into the chords. Like I swear to God, there was no fucking, there was nothing going on with it, man. And at one point he stops the song and he goes, this is spoken word poetry. And he drops the microphone before he picks it up for the next song. And we fucking walked out of the show, man. We walked out after five minutes of the show, fucking walked out. The The opening act that I really wanted to see, this band, uh, Mom Jeans, we totally missed them. And there was a 35-minute gap between, because we must have just got there when they, when they ended, 35-minute fucking gap between the opening band and this dickhead to come out on stage where all these fucking little girls were talking with their hands and shit. Oh, my God, I was so freaked out, man. Anyway, the point of that was, Young girls, what the fuck? <laughs> right? What the fuck? Yeah, I agree. What the fuck? <laughs> so now I use this Hobo Johnson thing, like, like uh, with the girl I'm dating or whatever. I'll be like, that's a hobo. That's like a Hobo Johnson show on this or something. Right, right. Because it's like encapsulates this whole fucking like feeling. Encapsulates I have a terrible experience. Encapsulates this terrible experience. Yeah. Oh man. And then I really thought I was in Bizarro World. So like, okay. To finish this, to like elaborate a little more on the story, the mushrooms, right? The mushrooms. So I walk out and like directly across the street from this venue that we're in was this casino, right? Right. And it had always been called um, Sugar House. Like Sugar House, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Sugar yeah, House. Sugar casino. House, yeah. So they fucking changed the name of it this day, right? And it's like called something else. And I'm like, I think I'm in like Bizarro World. It's like the whole night just keeps getting weirder and weirder. And I go and I stand in this corner for like 45 minutes looking for an Uber. And I realize then that we're underneath the road and the guy like... Trying, he like sent a message that he was like, I don't know if he was on the highway or something. I don't fucking know, man. I don't know what the point of it, how I continue on the story anymore. Wait, except he for was that I, on the highway? I don't know. I was standing underneath 95 waiting for an Uber. Yeah. And the guy couldn't fucking find me to save his life. He's like, I drove up and down that street like 10 times. There's nobody else on that street but me and her standing on the corner underneath this like, underneath this really barren fucking like poorly lit thing, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We're still standing there like with my phone on, like look, you know, so you could see right. the fucking thing. And, like, the GPS, the guy was nowhere near us, man. Fucking nowhere near us. So, uh, yeah, I became officially freaked out that night. And not because of the mushrooms. And not because of standing under the fucking 95 waiting for, waiting for an Uber thing. But there was little girls, like, talking with yeah, their hands, Yeah, because of the man. hive mind. 
Yeah, the hive mind. Because that's of the what it was. Fucking hive mind to these kids. That's what it was. I, I couldn't I couldn't find the word or the phrase to to put it together. But that's what it was. Yeah, they were a bunch of bees fucking acting in unison. And I swear to God, they knew the words when he came out and started screaming into the microphone. They knew every fucking word he was screaming because they're all screaming it back at him. I'm like, holy shit, where the fuck are we? Yeah, I I can't. I don't know. That fucking. was that was actually. I guess it was like the closest thing I've ever been to a hip hop show. I don't know if like. <laughs> I, All white I, girls. I feel like I'm like, I I feel like I'm becoming the like forty year old who's like you know music today isn't fucking. Oh my god, dude! Be. If you but went to this like, concert, you would fucking you would be that guy. But dude, it's like it's fucking garbage. It's just fucking garbage. My like ne- my nephew, it's yeah, not good. Tries to get me to listen to Juice World. That guy that just died over drug overdose or whatever. The young kid, right? Right. He's like, but he's dead. You got to listen to him. But he's dead. You got to listen to him. He's like, no, he's really good. He's really good. And my nephew was 11. And he puts him on. And I'm like, like, what the fuck? Are, like, it just sounded wait, like somebody wait, was like. listen to what? Juice World. I, uh, I have no idea what the fuck that is. Oh, he, Juice, W-R-L-D. This, like, 20-year-old rapper. What the fuck does that mean, Juice World? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Okay. I, I couldn't. I couldn't really tell you. Neither can he now because he passed away. The reason he became like famous, I think, was because he made a song about how rappers don't live until they're 21 anymore, and he died the day before he turned 21. Which I'm sorry, I think it's a little bit hilarious because he died on drugs. So like, you know, fuck him. It's his fault, I think. But the fact that he like he didn't die because somebody shot him, like, but he has a song right. about how he's so tough because nobody, you know, being rappers are so tough because rappers don't live to the 21, you know? And that's what the song is about. And then he like just does a bunch of drugs and dies in Chicago airport or something. It, that's, I, I got nothing. So whatever it was, it, it created a moment where my nephew felt the need to like share his music with me. And when I realized that that's what his music was, I became very concerned for him. Yeah. 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 That's not, I, I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. I don't get it either. The more I like continue to interact with people, <laughs> like the more it's like they're just they're all speaking. It, it's kind of is like it is like the hive mind. Like they're all speaking in the same fucking code, but it's not just people that age. Like we've like we've like culturally adopted this fucking language that is like designed to disguise who you really are by pretending it's something like different than what you are. Well, yeah, it makes I mean, sense. That's exactly what people spend most of their time doing on social media. Right? I don't fucking understand it. It's the, like, so, it's the social media complex. Like I think, and I said, because I think social media, everybody presents this like alternate version of themselves, the best semi fake alternate. I mean, right, so very I, few people I have, are, I have an, I have an alternative thought on that. Right. Yeah. So like I, I only have Instagram. I have no other social. I, I mean, LinkedIn, but I don't know if that's really social media. Well, I guess technically it is, but really it's supposed to be business networking. Um, so I do not put, you know, as much as possible with the exception of like going for going for the joke. I really don't put anything negative on on social media at all. And I constantly hear about like, you know, people – People put out, like, the best version of themselves on social media, and it's not who they really are. And then – but my take on it is, like, yeah, but people who are putting out all their fucking – all their horse shit and their personal fucking drama and problems are just attention-seeking pieces of shit. 
and fuck them. And like, yeah, like legitimately, like somebody could fucking bust in this room and fucking, you know, shoot me and fucking miss right now. And I'm not going to like be like, hey, some guy tried to shoot me and they fucking they missed because like. I just I don't want sympathy. I don't give a fuck. Like I don't need to be the whiny, needy little piece of fucking shit that's like looking for attention. Like I'll just put up the fucking nice shit so that people go, "Oh, okay, that's nice," and then fucking move on to the next thing. But, but the, I feel like the social media complex thing still like still created that oh, the second person though in that in that scenario, right? Still created the the dickhead that like it complains did, about everything. That's like a complete, is that the same person as somebody who, no, like, it's not, it's not, but they're both a result of social, of the existence of social media. I hate the which, person who's whining and looking for attention more than the person who's acting like everything's great. Well, but neither of them really like, okay. They didn't exist in the capacity that they do now 15 years ago because what Facebook, Facebook didn't come out until like 2008, really nine or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like it's like within the last 15 years easily that MySpace and all this bullshit came out and like really truly shifted the, who we are as a people. I mean, nobody like it, it shifted us in so many ways, man. Social media. I mean, yeah, it's created, it's created like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really, now I'm, I'm not on the only social media that I use is this, this app called Strava, which is like a bicycling app that I race other people around. I have like eight friends on there that race around the city with me. And that's like as we share our bicycle rides. That's the, that's the social as my social media goes. I, I stepped all the way off that shit. I feel like people have like agreed upon this new language. And everybody like knows what it really means, but they're all pretending it doesn't mean what it means. Like what? So like. Like what's an example People are like, you know, uh, I'm an empath. You're codependent. No, I'm an empath. I feel what other people feel. No, no. You're codependent. Or they're an X-Men. <laughs> you fucking, or they're what? An X-Men. An X-Men. Yeah, like the comic books. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Like a mutant who can yeah. fight. Yeah, no. Like... No, you're you're code like psychologically. There's actually like it's legitimately in the fucking MSA. Like there's no such thing as an empath. People who describe themselves as an empath are codependent. They just need to feel needed by other people, so they pretend to feel what they feel, but they don't. They just go the extra mile to try to relate to them because they're fucking damaged, and that's how they cope with their damage. Or like, you know, people are like, "I'm outspoken." You're not outspoken. You have strong, uninformed opinions, and you want to hear yourself talk about them, and you want other people to agree with you. But you're not outspoken. You're an asshole. You're just shoving your opinions down like I'm doing right now. You're just shoving your fucking opinions down other people's throats and, like, you know, pretend like it's under the guise of, like, I'm an outspoken person. Or this is, like, this is one that I that I fucking like. Like, uh... I know my worth. No, you don't. I know my worth is like some idiot who's like, they know that they're worthless. They believe that they're worthless and they overcompensate for the fact that they're worthless with a shitty fucking attitude. And then they like snap their fingers and bob their head. Like, I know my worth, you know, I ain't going to take your shit cause I know what I'm worth. No, 
you're just not going to listen to fucking reality and you're going to ignore what intelligent people say to you because you want to pretend that it's has something to do with your fucking self value than acknowledging the fact that you're not as smart as the fucking people who are around you. So you're just like, I know my worth. That's not like, that's not reality though. Or like fluent in sarcasm. You're an asshole. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fluent in sarcasm. sarcasm. No, you're an asshole. And you're trying to justify the fact that you're an asshole by pretending it's a personality quirk. Like, oh, I'm quirky. I'm cute. I'm funny. I'm fluent in sarcasm. No, you're a fucking cunt. You're, you're a fucking bitch. And you're just pretending that it's like some unique character trait when really everybody else who's a fucking snotty piece of shit is also quote unquote fluent in sarcasm. And you've just agreed upon this language and you all have to pretend that the other person is also fluent in sarcasm, but you all hate each other because you're all a bunch of fucking assholes. But we've agreed with this common language that it's like, that it's like acceptable, but it's not, it's fucking, it's bullshit. These are all reasons I am not on social media any longer. And I actually, I realize now that you said that, I haven't been on I haven't been on social media actively in since before the show this show started because I I yeah. even when it started I was uh I was never able to share my favorite episode and I'm okay with that. I mean I do it verbally, but it's like really <coughs> hard to give a link verbally. I've uh I got off of most social media during the course of this show. And uh I just I can't go back. Like I've yeah, made I, attempts. I can never ma- imagine a time when I go I've back. made attempts to go back just to be like, what am I missing? And it's like I'm not missing anything. It's like, it's like missing being fucking kicked in the balls. <laughs> Maybe that's why I thought the YouTube thing, the shitty robots queen, was so like prolific because in a way, like YouTube is social media. Like the comment section, yeah. it's all like a big fucking like social television network, in online television network or whatever. I feel like social media is just like. It's literally like walking into a room with a bunch of people like screaming an inch from your fucking face. (laughs) And it's like completely incoherent and like none of what they're saying matters. And they're all competing for your attention simultaneously. And it's just jarring. It's just like I I don't know. I know you were never a fan of it. I don't want to like switch gears to like start talking about television, but so one of my favorite shows just ended, right? And it deals with it dealt with a lot of these topics like uh, along the way. It was Silicon Valley on HBO. Okay. The like um, it was kind of like the I was not a fan of what television or no, Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley. No, I liked that show. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I thought for some reason I thought like you. <coughs> excuse me. You compared it disfavorably to like Entourage at some point. Which it kind of was like an internet entourage. No, not at all. No, maybe somebody else. I can't remember yeah. who. So that the their last season just ended, and they just had like a like I just at least I just saw it. I think it ended like a couple weeks before, a couple weeks ago. But the uh, the last season was very much like touching on the impacts of like of social media and the internet to who we are as a culture, and like looking forward what it's going to be like in like ten or twenty years. I guess like the last episode was like. <laughs> Like their, it was Mike Judge, the guy that wrote, created like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, yeah, it was his show. Um, it was like his his or their vision or whatever into like how society's gonna continue to be affected by. And it's kind of like it's kind of fucking, it's kind of creepy and kind of scary, like the scenarios that that came up in that show. What None came of them up? Too far. Well, like okay, so 
I don't know if you're going to watch the last season, but to to, re, to briefly recap, I'm the not last going season, to suddenly subscribe to HBO, so it's not going to get ruined. I just for canceled me. it because that show is so fair, and I wasn't yeah. watching. Um, so to briefly recap, there's a the one of the characters creates this AI, like artificial intelligence, and he lets it run loose on the the company's server to like improve their network to like be able to release their product uh, on day one, right? Like to like, okay. cause they didn't have the time to code all the stuff or whatever it was. So they, they, they like give it up to robots to do it, but the robot becomes so smart. The AI becomes so intelligent that it can crack like all of the codes, all the algorithms, all of the things are gone. Like at one point it can like crack the NSA or whatever, because it just, it's, it's a, uh, it's stated goal is to do this, but it can't do this without like shutting this down, you know, shutting B down. Okay. It can't do A without shutting B down. So basically, they they're tasked with like either wiping out the product, which would then like cancel like a multi-billion-dollar deal with AT and T, or uh, releasing it and having it take over the world. Basically, that's like the final episode. That's somewhat creepy. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole show that that sounds kind of unrealistic, but that was like the that was the the long shot. That was like the all the effects of what this product that we've created, which the product was like. I mean, the product in the end was like Internet 2.0, but it was just like a – it was effectively <laughs> like mimicking uh, Facebook. The 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 company that existed inside the television show was very loosely based on like Facebook and like Twitter, all the, all the fucking social media companies. It does sort of seem like we're moving into a direction where like private thought is just going to fucking disappear like completely. Like they – I feel like – in a lot of ways, it almost seems like we're being socially conditioned to just constantly express exactly what we're thinking so that we can get to a point where, like, no thoughts are fucking secret. Dude. And, and that that is a fucking... That's a scary fucking thought because I really think, you know... I, it feels like there's a fucking ulterior motive there. Like, it feels like, you know, this is being psychologically and socially engineered in a particular direction... So that people who want to have the ability to fucking influence on their thoughts can just weed out the people who fucking don't agree with them and, and not have to deal with it. I think it's already. I think the the beginnings of that are already kind of like happening. The groundwork is already there. There's like well, they definitely a, are. That's exactly what social media is. Well, yeah, but like as far as AI goes, there's a it's Samsung or Google specifically or one of those two created a, a AI that. Um, and anticipate it, it, its goal is to anticipate what you're going to do next on your cell phone, right? So it can like it can buffer the memory appropriately. So, so it's a precog. It's a pre yeah, but it also has the ability to like uh, so like it scans your eyeballs. Like it, it knows like it moves the page according to like where you're looking at, you know. So it it anticipates like what you're what you're viewing. It sees what you're viewing and like brings you know slides the page up the page up for you, and it knows that like. It's 7.30 in the morning and you're like sitting in the bathroom taking a shit. So like at 7.30, you like to read the news. So it's going to buffer all the news in advance of that. Like it's already like – it's already like taking the – I don't want to say the guesswork, but it's taking a, taking a lot of the the variables out of the equation. I don't – I don't like it. That's that's <laughs> like that's just the very beginnings of it, but it's, it's fucking scary, man. I don't like the future that my kid's going to grow up in. Well, look and, at – and in China. I, I, I don't like it. Dude, in China, they use facial recognition technology all over the place. In addition to all that fucking social, like, social, uh, what is that social value, social point system they have? It has got to be really good facial recognition technology. <laughs> it's got to be top fucking notch. I think it's the same shit that, like, some of those, that Amazon, uh, is it Amazon's? 
some, I don't know, some of the technology that's like being used uh, in like California or some shit, like certain, certain police districts. There's like certain ones who have caught flack in the United States for using that shit to like catch like uh, <coughs> criminals, I guess. It is, it is like we are, we are, we are going to evolve into fucking Minority Report in 1984. Like, I mean, we're, we are in fucking 1984, fucking, you know, Alexa and fucking, you know, the Echo and the fucking Google Home and, you know, shit like that is legitimately like. That is 1984. It, it's literally minus like, the thought police, though. Like they're not policing my thoughts just yet. I can think. But ha, fuck so Trump all is day it long. is it not the thought police though? Because like social media is the thought police. You go on fucking Twitter and you fucking post a post a fucking opinion that's contrary to the beliefs oh, of yeah, people on Twitter, and on. you get fucking. If if you're a conservative on Twitter, you're gone. If you express fucking those views, you're gone. Like that's just that's just how it works. You just fucking go away. Is there anything that conservatives don't use Twitter? I'm confused. I'm saying that if you express those type of views on Twitter, they get rid of you. Oh. Like they definitely do. It's like, documented over and over and over and over. And then they do the whole fucking shadow ban thing. And then they do like what do they call it? They call it like dead naming. So like if you call that's a that's a transvestite thing, man. That's a it doesn't matter. Thing. It's still thought police. So if you call if you call Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce Jenner, they say that you're dead naming, and they ban your account for life. Is that true? Because I yes, I dead name uh, Laura Laura Grace all the time. Fucking Tom Gable, the guy from Against Me. I yeah. fucking dead name him all the time, man. Because I I I mean like I like okay, but the singer of Against Me doesn't have the amount of fucking social influence that fucking Bruce Jenner does. I'm just saying I have no problem dead naming people. So like. But that is a thing that happens. They will fucking ban you permanently forever, and then they fucking shadow ban you. I'm about to get a Twitter account fucking, just to get banned now. Fucking Instagram does that where they shadow ban. But they shadow banned fucking Ari Shafir. What is shadow ban? So that's when like you don't come up in search results. Like they don't ban you. Oh, so you're but just they talking to yourself. They basically like take your shit down, and like you're posting to yourself, and then when people search you, they can't find you. Which for like, which happens so. It happens a ton in like to comedians because comedians are like the the uh, the weather balloons of society, right? Like what they're pointing out, agree or disagree, like what they're pointing out are like observations of the shit they do. They're like everybody sees and they're too afraid to say or that, you know, people don't see what's going on, right? So like, you know... Um, and like with a comedian who's like using the internet to like promote their fucking shows, which is their main source of incomes, they like shadow ban you. And now like fans can't find you online and the shows you're promoting don't get promoted and you don't sell out because your shit's just going into a fucking void. Like they've proved it. They've proven it time and time again that that shit happens. That is the thought police. Wait. like, And they set up an algorithm. Like there was a whole fucking interview with Jack Dorsey where him and like his like head of banning or whatever the fuck they call it like head of uh head of fucking like conduct or whatever was like on there and they were talking about like there's just an algorithm and the algorithm looks for keywords and if you've used keywords like so many time in a certain time period they just ban you and they kick you off and they suspend you and eventually they fucking shadow ban like they admitted all of it 
And it's like, that's, it, that's the thought police. That is the thought police. They can't stop you from, like, walking out on the street and saying whatever that point of view is. You know, yeah. what, regardless of what it is, you know, you they can't stop you from walking on the street and either yelling, like, fuck Trump or fuck transgendered people or whatever opinion you want to fucking express that nobody likes. Like... They can't stop that, but people don't pay attention to what you're saying on the fucking street anymore. They only pay attention. Yes, they they only fucking pay attention to what you're saying on social media. So that is the thought police. What they've done is they've successfully fucking quantified you into a little fucking box. And if you're speaking in that box, that's the only place that anybody's going to listen. But while you're speaking in that box, they control everything you fucking say and who sees you. And who you see in here. There's algorithms. Algor- but these are private companies, though. It's not the government. It doesn't matter. That's the, that's the difference between this and 1984. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. But that's... If it, I mean, it, a little bit it does. To me, at least, it does a little bit. If it was if it was the federal fucking government that owned Twitter and Facebook and they were talking about this shit, but like... But with the amount of influence that companies like this have over the federal government, does not really make a difference? I don't know. I don't know because here's the thing. Like, I don't think it does. It is an open market technically. It's an open market, meaning like anybody could come up and make Twitter number two, right? Or like fucking call it something else. Like, Well, they did. Yeah. They made fucking uh, – but, but there's – Gab. What the fuck is that? Gab is like uh, – it's supposed to be a Twitter alternative. But because of, because of what twi- – and here's what happens. Because of what Twitter does – Gab places things like Gab are like just full of fucking. So Gab is like com, like absolutely committed to free speech. It's just porn you and can hate say, mail and stuff. No, it's not really. I don't know if it's. I don't know. I've never been on it, but like, um. So I'm speaking a little bit out of turn. Like I'm speaking about like what I hear, but like my understanding of Gab, which is like a hundred percent committed to free speech and no censorship and no whatever is like, it's basically just full of absolute fucking psychopaths. Yeah. That's where all the hate, the hate where goes. nowhere else to fucking go. And it's just like a fucking hate fest. The white nationalists and shit. On both sides. Like it's yeah. just the absolute fucking extremes of both sides. Sure. <laughs> so it's like you get the total fringe over there, like yelling and fucking screaming at each other, the, but nobody's you know paying attention to that. It's just like they're just they're off in their own little box where they can just be ignored by the rest of society that's on Twitter and Facebook. It's it's been fucking proven like how much influence like Facebook has in like elections and government and policy and Well, the, that's how there's no regulation over that fucking company is beyond me at this point. I know that that laws are reactionary, but Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> it's just like it's beyond me that Well, like, I mean, how do you regulate Facebook without regulating Twitter? I mean, Twitter is a ultimately like a bigger platform. Is it? User base and stuff? Yeah, internationally. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know any of these things anymore. Twitter like, influences Facebook influences like American politics, but Twitter influences world politics. Yeah, I mean I get that, but like Facebook is used like it's used around the world too, right? I mean like I, I don't really I don't really keep Yeah, but really not in the same not shipping. in the same capacity. No. But t- but anyway, like really the point being that like isn't it not the thought police? I mean, when you have a bunch of people running a company, Twitter especially, when you have a bunch of people running one particular company with one particular political bias that are banning and getting rid of people because it doesn't fit in with 
an algorithm they've set up to support to support their their method of expression and what they believe is the appropriate thought that people should have. How's that not thought police? It is the thought police. I'm not listen, I'm not like I'm not saying it's it's And then so for so take it a step further and and this is like this example is so fucking beat to death that it's like you know it's almost like of course at this point but the example of like you know uh you know i was talking about x in front of my cell phone or around my alexa or around my whatever and i didn't fucking turn it on to search for oh, it yeah. but i just spoke for it about it and next thing i know is like in the ads on my instagram feed they're selling me so a, a couple weeks ago, I was talking to my cousin about their hot tub, talking to them about it. Didn't do a search, didn't do anything. I open up Instagram, look at a picture. I have a bunch of ads for fucking hot tubs to sell me a hot tub. Like I don't want to brag, but I spent a, I spent a little bit of time learning coding just so this is not a problem in my life. Like so, advertisements don't reach me at all, and I've achieved that goal, which man. is fine. But how many people are going to do that, and how many people are capable of doing that? Like point. So like percent of the population. Exactly. So fucking, you know, you bring an echo dot into your house and you speak about all of your opinions about it and then it pumps it into the fucking social media network. But here's the thing. And and that that connection is like it's ingrained. Everybody knows it's there. I was going to say I'm speaking. I'm speaking solely of myself because none of my accounts that I do have that are online connected actually link up to each other. They're all very different emails with very different services. Because I talk to my fucking Echo all the time, and I have no problem doing that because all I can do is fucking uh, is have a, build a profile on me. Like, I get that. But, like, the profile can't interact with fucking, like, the rest of my online world. And you I can't even, like, VPN it because it's still linked to your fucking account. So what? it's building a profile on you. No, you can VPN it. You can VPN a router. Yeah, you can. But, but, you you're, still, but you're still signed into your account. So it's still a profile that's attached to you that is building. No, so I use, matter. I use, well, I guess it is, but like, so I have, okay, I have two Amazon accounts, one that's set up just for ec- the Echo accounts, the right. Echoes, and one that I actually purchased it on, I don't okay. want them to be the same thing, so I have uh, that makes two sense. fucking things. I, I I guess when I, like, when I was slowly integrating, like, technology into my life again, I went out of my fucking way to make sure that, like, I had these little minor protections. Yeah. So I would felt safe, like, talking to my light bulbs that at make, night. That makes sense. But most people aren't going to go to that length. No. I, I keep reading all these stories about how ring cameras are getting hacked, right? Yeah. And I have a ring camera, right? And I'm like, oh, shit, that sucks. But it is like it is just people that don't fucking understand how to use any kind of like basic, basic like online securities and shit. Well, that's also like if you do like a, like an Ancestry.com or a 23andMe or, or like any of those things to like, you know, look up your fucking heritage, it automatically sends all that info to the fucking NSA. So as soon as you fucking take a DNA test, yeah, you now have a fucking NSA profile with like all of your fucking genetic traits and characteristics. Do you want to hear something? And you probably more you probably ordered that thing online through an advertisement on a social media network that's connected to the microphone on your phone or the microphone that you installed in your house. So they have your fucking genetic coding. They have everything you think and fucking say and everything you buy. They have your fucking travel patterns because they have the GPS on your phone. They have the unique code on your phone that can't be, you can change the same code all you want. The code on your phone is the fucking code on your phone. They know where you go. They know your travel patterns. They know what progression you open your apps in. They've literally built like precognitive technology to like, 
predict your behavior patterns before it happens. And, and we act like I'm, I know I'm going down a fucking crazy rabbit hole here, but like, how do you fucking pretend that this isn't happening? I, uh, semi-related. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. And the excuse is always like, well, I've got nothing to hide. But you've got everything to lose. It doesn't matter that you have nothing to hide. More, a little more scary, I think, was I read this. Uh, I read this this piece recently. Was like the the ten greatest hacks of the last decade, right? Because okay. we're coming to the end of the decade. So like like data hacks have been a huge thing that didn't exist like twenty years ago. Because right. the, the the information wasn't there. Like there, we didn't have that much information to on the fucking internet to put out there digitally right. on computers. But now we have everything. Health records. Now that the, uh, the whatever that fucking health, whatever record, health, health initiative thing yeah. has digitized all the health records. Right. Everything is digitized, man. So the thing that like, that I read was, uh, it was three or four of the, of the 10 were done by, um, by actors acting on behalf of other government, uh, agencies like right. for the, for like North Korea or like China, so China um, is responsible for like the number two one or something, and it was like I forget who they hacked now. It was like uh, one of the largest banks and the health insurance uh, companies at the same time, and they were building their the goal. The NSA realized that the goal of it all, because none of it ever got leaked out, was to build a database on all the United States citizens. Yeah, the Chinese government. Yeah, that fucking freaks me out, man. Yeah, that freaks me out. Like, and because there's nothing you can do about it. They they now no. they now have your information. Like, yeah. Like it, like it's not their their goal was not like because there's two I guess there's two kind of people that are gonna like steal your information the ones that are gonna like steal it and sell it to like or just use it or the ones that are gonna like fucking like you I guess selling it and using it are the same thing but also very much well not. there's the ones who are gonna they they're the ones who are gonna take your information to use it against you yeah and the ones who are gonna sell your information to the people who are gonna use it against you true I guess so ultimately it goes down to the same fucking path yeah like it's the same end. Yeah. And then that's where like shit like that like you just explained is what gets us to be like okay, well fucking sign my rights away. It's better than being fucked over by a foreign government. So you sign away your fucking rights to the government that you live in and then it's just a slippery slope down to fucking I'm them out. in prison. I'm not when you. that comes. I'm not when that happens, man. It's just like I'm terrified for the world that my fucking kids going to grow up in. Like I I just I don't like it. They're going to make you sign a literal uh, like take an oath to pledge to the allegiance. Like you're gonna fucking yes. have to swear yourself into the fucking gut, the government. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing that. Well, you fucking they condition you to do it every day since fucking kindergarten to swear your oath to the government. I did actually salute a flag this past summer because it was like a it was like Flag Day and I was at the beach on the boardwalk and fucking like a hundred people were stopping to salute the flag. Right, right. Because it was like eight a.m. I'm like, oh shit, I'm stopping to fucking salute the flag. I don't know why I did it, but, like, it felt like I just wanted to be a part of the crowd, you know? Yeah, well, that's fucking hive mentality. I mean, that, I guess. The hive I was just mind. riding my bike down the boardwalk, really. Just wanted to, like, hang out and salute the flag a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that sounds like. It sounds fucking weird. <laughs> but on that note, we're an hour and 20 in to episode fuck. 99, should we call it? Up. Yeah, I got to get up in, like, four hours. <laughs> Yeah, me too. All right. Well, uh, see, see you guys on episode 100. Triple fucking centennial celebration. Yeah. Woo. Later. Later.
Jump out of pressure and I say, Fuck it, but satisfying that a bad.